We're here to make money, not friends. And it's clobbering time on the Three Count Podcast. Welcome into the show. I'm Dylan Chambers. Joining me is the Apex Podcaster, Ben Hobden. Benny, it's been a minute. A very hot minute, Dylan. We said that last time as yes, but uh, mate, what's going on? You've been jet setting. You've been uh, watching some wrestling around the world. And uh, it's good to have you back in uh, Australia. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Went over to to see Full Gear and hang out with my mate Tony Khan, uh, which was uh, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, I but you, uh, I heard you asked him a question. I did ask him a question. Uh, I was very optimistic about asking him about taking AEW International, and he basically went, "We're going," <laughs> and that's it. Well, um, we did see you on the coverage as well, so I, I do have a picture. We should put it on socials. I've circled Dylan's big head. He's uh, he's there on the socials, so we'll uh, we'll put that out for you. That was me right next to the uh, the fence on the entranceway. <laughs> yeah, uh, was a 40th birthday present to myself, that one. Beautiful. Uh, but we are back on the airways to review an epic Survivor Series. Of course, we'll talk CM Punk. We'll talk Randy Orton. Plus, we'll look back at Full Gear and discuss all the other news that's happening in the wrestling world. Plus, as always, we'll have a three-count draft for you. And this week, we're going to be drafting... CM Punk's best moments. So stick around for that. Make sure you follow us on the socials, socials even socials. at Three Count Podcast on Instagram, at Three Count Pod on Facebook, and hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you're watching or listening to us. Benny, let's get into the news, and it doesn't get any bigger than the return of CM Punk to WWE. Wow, wow, wow. What a pop. What a pop. Whoop. Yeah, what a pop. Not surprising from the Chicago crowd, but yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Triple H loves to do this thing where, you know, they put the graphics up like it's going to be the end of something. And yeah. Then, uh, then... He's the king of that. I think the first time we remembered that really was uh, with uh, Gargano and Ciampa, really. Yeah. Remember in NXT and then it sort of just went from there. But um, yeah, well, how do we unload this? You know, it's... We had the end of Survivor Series, and then there was a couple of seconds, couple of seconds, and you're like, "Oh, maybe he's not coming." And then, cold yeah. personality hits, and look I out. think I think a lot of people had written it off, including most of the crowd. And yeah, huge. There's huge. some funny Just... videos out there of people that have like missed the missed the ending, and they've run away. And Absolutely, kind of I saw some so guy good. like walking out of the room just to see him. Punk comes out, and he's trashing the other room. Uh, yeah. yeah, very, very funny stuff. So good. But yes, CM Punk returning. He he did a promo on Raw, which was mm. look. Eh. Uh, as you know, we said at the the top of the show, he said, We're, "I'm here to make money, not friends." Um, but it was kind of a a PG Punk promo. Um, but I there think was he some, has to be at the moment, doesn't he? There's some good little winks in there, so uh, uh, that'll be fun. And you know, if you haven't seen on the socials, go check out uh Seth Rollins. Firing up at Punk, wow. um, which you know we're we're led to believe is a work anyway. Yeah. But but he did there's a good still, job of it. Where there's smoke, there's fire, mate. And you know even if it is a work, you know Rollins didn't like Riddle, did he? But he still worked yeah. with him. So I don't think he likes Punk. You know he came out and said that he did a lot for him when he first came in and stuff. But I don't think he likes him, and he'll still work with him. But it is a work. I remember a while ago he said. Someone mentioned it and he said, Philly Phil, don't come back, you cancer. Yeah. Um, and this is yeah, long before any of this came about. So yeah, interesting. I bet uh, you I bet I'd love to have had a camera on you though. The ultimate mark for CM Punk, <laughs> Dylan Chambers. It would have been brilliant. 
I, I popped pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and I and just like a lot of those people, I'd written it off. I was like, okay, settle in, get ready to turn it off. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I popped as well. Um, my my missus came out of the room because I was like yelling. I was like, what? She's like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was one thing him coming back to AEW, but it's just coming back to WWE where you, I know there's been plenty of guys that we never thought we'd see again there, Bret Hart. And, you know, he he alluded to that Bret Hart promo when he came back to WWE yeah, saying, yeah. yeah, looks like hell froze over. So uh, another one of those moments that, that we well, get. So even Triple H posted the picture and said, looks like hell froze over. So, I mean. You know, it's it's one of those things. Apparently, he didn't even sign the contract until the day of Survivor Series. It was probably agreed to, but he didn't sign the contract until yeah. the day. So that's pretty cool. I think the original plan was to bring him at the Rumble, and uh, I think they just brought it all forward. Three years, apparently, it's for. So wow, we're going to see Punker around for a little while. Well, the last time we seen him was the Rumble, wasn't it? So, I mean, Something, 10, 10 like years that. ago. Yeah, so, yeah, that's such a crazy. long time ago. But we also had, not to be overshadowed by Sam Punk, the return of Randy Orton after over a year and a half, I think, back surgery. Yeah. Um, I know you're a huge Orton mark. How did it feel to see him? He looks jacked. He looked jacked. Yeah, look, you know, we, we heard he was coming. And then there was all the whole stuff the whole way through. Is he going to come? Is he coming? But he came and it was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, so good to see him back out there. You know, some vintage yeah, stuff from yeah. him, which we'll talk about uh, when we wrap up Survivor Series. Uh, now, Benny, also, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura has been calling out a secret someone. We thought maybe it'll be Punk. Maybe it'll, you know, we'll find out at Survivor Series. We didn't. We found out on Raw, apparently he's been talking about Cody Rhodes. Uh, so it looks like we're getting Rhodes Nakamura for a little bit, which I don't, I don't hate. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It'll be, uh, it, they'll have some good matches. Uh, you did forget one little uh, return though, Dylan. One other person returned at Survivor Series. What's up? R-Truth. Yes. That's uh, the one we all waited for. Uh, R-Truth is back. That's how Triple H kicked off the press conference too. Said, I know you're all excited to talk about the return. R-Truth is back. Yes. Um, you know, makes for some great backstage stuff. He, he already had some good stuff on Raw this week, so it would have been so funny if he came out for the War Games match, like just just runs out and thinks he's in it. You know how he does all yeah. his comedic stuff. That would have been brilliant, I reckon. <laughs> well, the, the great stuff on Raw was uh, when he was asking the Judgment Day if they needed his help for Survivor Series, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, asking him how they went. Uh, yeah, so great, good. great stuff there from our truth. Uh, now, we'll get to some of the, the news that's happened while we've been off the air. So, Santos Escobar, he is split from the LWO. Um, and great to see Escobar as a heel again. Yeah, 100%. We did call, I think we called that out last time we spoke. So, uh, that's and, what we wanted. And he uh, he sent Ray Mysterio in for surgery, but uh, Ray had to have a knee surgery. So, he's going to be out for a few months. Uh, but the surgery was successful. We had Nick Aldis named the new SmackDown GM, uh, you know, former TNA champion, I believe, mm. um, or NWA champion, and he had a, a great match against Cody Rhodes uh, when Cody kind of first left. Uh, but he's got a yeah. lot in the tank, so it'll be interesting to see if we get uh, any Nick Aldis uh, matches. Yeah, well, who, who LA Knight and him probably got a bit of history as well, I'd say, wouldn't they? Yeah. So well Adam, I wonder if Adam Pierce can still go. I mean, he's had a 
He's had a pretty pretty long career. Yeah. We have a GM match at WrestleMania. There you go. I like it. Now, while while we were off the air, uh, Crown Jewel happened as well. We have Logan Paul as the new US champion. Doesn't mind showering with the belt and... uh, you know, doing, doing a, a couple, things, doing a few other uh, naughty things with the belt, which he was told not to do. Yeah, um, but by Triple Paul, H personally told him not to do it, and he apparently did. <laughs> Logan Paul does what he wants. Uh, all his you know social videos are now just him doing random things with the US title with him. Yeah. Uh, we had Kyrie Sane returned at Crown Jewel. She joined Damage Control along with Asuka, who joined Damage Control before Survivor Series. Uh, we saw Cena get demolished, um, just absolutely hammered at uh, at Crown Jewel by Solo Sokoa. Um, is this the end for Cena, or is this leading into uh, something else? Oh, look, well, I think it was you know the writer strike finished, and he had to get back to work and finish his movies and stuff. So I think they might have pulled a couple of things short there, and and you know it makes Solo look strong, you know. So absolutely. Uh, it- Sort of goes from there. Uh, we also had LA Knight. He lost to Roman Reigns, uh, kind of not surprisingly there, but it was a very good match. It was a great match, yeah. Um, and some new NXT champions as well, Ilya Dragunov and Lara Valkyrie. Valkyria? Valkyrie, Valkyrie, yeah. Valkyria. Uh, they are the new NXT champions uh, and current NXT champions. All right, that is it for WWE. We'll talk a little bit about AEW and look, we'll go straight into full gear. Uh, I feel like when you're talking full gear, obviously I was there, it was an, an amazing show, but you've got to lead off with Swerve and Hangman. Right. That was, that was, you know, if we were going to give it, I would give it a three count. You know, I don't hand those out very often. And our favorite word, brutal, like just brutal. Blood um, everywhere. Yeah. So in, in the stadium, they didn't have any action on the big screens throughout the whole show. Swerve and Hangman came on and just as I think Swerve had already been opened up. And when he went to go and drink the blood, uh, that's when they put it up on the big screen. So everyone could (laughs) see it. Um, And they put it up for most of the, most of the time on the big screens, every now and again, they took it off and the crowd would chant, put it on the screen. Um, (laughs) So they played that much on the screens and and nothing else really. Um, But yeah, it was, it was brutal. There was blood everywhere. The censors would have hated that one. Oh, yeah. So where I was sitting, uh, the medical crew was sitting, standing next to us, like getting ready to go out. Yeah. And they looked super unimpressed with what was going on <laughs> in the ring. Yeah, well, I could imagine they would have been. There was just, what about when Swerve started stapling himself? Like, I know it's staples, but I mean, just he just started stapling himself and just. Oh, just I'm not going to staple myself. It's oh, hectic. You know. Maybe when we were younger, but no, yeah. yeah. Um, it was just, yeah, some of the stuff that went on in that match was just absolutely insane and a brilliant match. And they just, they really told a story as well. Like, not it wasn't just, like, violence. They told it wasn't just throughout. blood for blood's sake. Yeah, it was, exactly. uh, Yeah, it was an incredible match. Yeah, absolutely a three count. Uh, we had, you know, kind of a bit of a swerve uh, in that MJF got taken out in the pre-show yeah. and it was going to be Cole versus Jay White, MJF. You know, commandeers an ambulance. It was always happening. He was always coming back. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but a but a bit of a a different way to to go about a main event for a pay per view. Yeah. True. True. 
the the thing for me was the fact that full gear that we got nothing about the devil and stuff. And I know yeah. they're trying to tell a story and they're trying to they're trying to make it long term or whatever else, but it just sort of they they did all this stuff to lead up to it and then there was just nothing. Yeah. Even if even if as as it was going off the air, they just put the, the mask up on the screen or something. That's all we needed. Just one little little thing about it. And it's it just felt us. it felt really flat for me. That's what it sort of it ruined it a little bit for me. But it was it yeah. was a brilliant, brilliant pay-per-view. Absolutely. And we had Will Ospreay was the official signing, which uh was great. You know, it was it was there was a lot of conjecture as to who it would be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the crowd were obviously very happy to see Will Ospreay come out. That's a great signing for them. Um, and we had two and news, Julia Hart and Tony Storm. Uh yeah. new uh TBS and women's champion. The ladder uh, match was pretty good as well. And yeah, the ladder match was was a great match. Um had Edge, Sting and Derby against Cage, Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne. That was just a crowd uh get the crowd going uh kind of match. There wasn't too much to it. Yeah. Um one of the the interesting ones was Kenny and uh, Jericho against the Bucks because they came out after that uh, after match. the the Texas Death Match and yeah. kind of had to try and get the crowd back into it. The crowd pretty flat to start with, uh, but they did a good job in the end. And the Young Bucks, you know, you thought they'd get this big California welcome, but you know, kind of threw hissy fits and and uh, and left and well, yeah. And, and Kenny tried to do the swerve as well. You know, he. He pointed at Jericho and he was ready to, to take him out. And then he just swerved him again. And and uh, you just seen, I think it was Nick on the outside, was just like, what are you doing? And then it just sort of went from there. Yeah. But yeah, it, so. it was an all right match. But like you said, you were there. So, I mean, you would have noticed the crowd. But even it did look like it was flat on yeah. watching it on TV as well. Yeah, the, the crowd did seem flat, but they did get into it. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a great pay-per-view. Really enjoyed it. Um, and they they announced the Continental Classic uh, in the in the media scrum afterwards, which is uh, a little bit convoluted. How they they've added the Ring of Honor World Title and the New Japan Strong Title, and it's going to be a triple crown. And it took Tony Khan about twenty minutes to try and explain it. That's being nice. Yeah, <laughs> but look, and I went for the media scrum too. That was that was fun. They had uh, Jericho confronted uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Yeah. Um, in the in the press conference room, um, and then they all kind of left, and then in the room, I think it was Julia Hart was there, and we could hear yelling and banging outside. Really, no no idea what it was, and it ended up being uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill taking out Jericho. Yeah, right. Okay. Outside, uh, that's pretty cool. I think Julia Hart was saying, "Geez, I hope they're okay out there." <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was very cool. MJF was super emotional, like crying uh, when he was in there. Funny as always, but yeah, it's uh, really emotional. So that was cool to see. But yeah, it was a it was a fun experience doing the uh, the media scrum. You should throw some pictures up on the socials as well, so everyone can see. I, I will. Uh, my mate Dave Meltzer wasn't there unfortunately, oh. but uh, he had he had one of his mates right in front of me, and I could and he's holding his phone up super high. And I could see he was texting Meltzer the whole time. Meltzer, Meltzer, like just giving classic, just like one word texts. Oh my god, he seems like, like this that. guy's writing an essay, and he's just giving the one word text. It's like the the angry angry wife sort of yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Fine, was, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that um, was pretty funny. Was uh, was the fightful guys there? Sean Ross Sapp, was he there? 
Did you say? Him? Uh, I don't think he was there either. I think no, right. a lot of them are based on the East Coast, so right. uh, I think they they kind of palmed a lot of their uh, their West their lackeys. Coast, <laughs> their lackeys off uh, to the West Coast. Well, well, I that's, did what, meet, that's uh... what I did. That's what I did. I sent you over. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's <so>. right. <laughs> I did meet the guy from the Wrestling Classic Instagram page, and he was an absolutely lovely guy. So nice. uh, make sure you throw him a follow. Um, now we had Ronda Rousey joining Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, yeah. And that was that was a weird one because it happened the night before full gear. Because we were like, could Rousey in like shout out to the Wrestle Cave boys? You know, we were all talking in the chat beforehand. And could it be Rhonda? Could it be Rhonda? And like, but yeah, you know, she showed up the night before. So that was interesting. Yeah. So a good good choice, not having it be Rhonda. <laughs> that's uh, that's for sure. Um, we had Dan Housen, he made his return the other day, uh, posted something funny on uh on social media, uh talking to to punk saying that he stole my return because um, <laughs> they they have good banter on social media between the two of them um and lastly look we touched on it who's the devil benny oh look you, you have to think it's cole right like it, it works so well that it's adam cole or or somebody like you know Britt baker who's you know cole's wife she's controlling him essentially and then you know because they're best friends and then he obviously tries to take out MJF and takes the title. Yeah. Um, but there's so many other people involved, you know, all these other people that are, are helping them. So could it be Roderick Strong and and those guys helping Britt and Adam Cole to try and get MJF? I don't know. It's, what it's if, interesting. Yeah, here we go. I what love, if. It. I this love it already. Just, this just popped into my head. And it's, you know, I'm thinking about when the higher power was revealed. It was me, Austin. It was what if me it's TK? Along. Oh no, no! Because he's gouging him for you know the yeah the bidding war of twenty twenty four. All right, yeah. So as he signs the new contract, that's when he does it. It was me, Maxwell. It was me all along. Something that that would be hilarious. It just popped into my. I don't know if Tony's got the uh, the grapefruits, the, the character to pull that off. But hey, you never know. You never know. So there you go. That's that's my uh, random. Pick. All right, Benny, let's get into Survivor Series. We've yeah. waffled on long enough. Let's kick it off with the Women's War Games match. Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Shotzi against Damage Control. Plenty of action in this one, including EO Sky diving off the top of a cage with a trash on in a trash can. Loves a trash um, can spot in a war games match. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte moon salting off the top of the cage, Ooh. plus a, a good feel-good moment of Charlotte and Becky hugging it out. Uh, and it all ended when Bailey sacrificed herself and took a spear for Kyrie Sane, uh, which meant she also suffered a, a senton, a kiss of death, and finally a manhandle slam through a table for a Team Bel Air win. Benny, what did you think? Look, I'm going to rant about it, and then you're going to go, well, why did you give it that score? But <laughs> okay. I thought it was a sloppy match. Uh, I thought that, you know, there was too many times where they were, it was clunky. They were, they were trying to get into position and stuff. And, you know, like I've talked about this in AEW before where, you know, the, the Lucha matches and all that, where they, they're waiting for the, the spot to happen and stuff. There was a lot of that happening. Um, I thought like when Shotzi took the mist, she stood there and like waited for like five seconds before she got spat. I was like, she's like, come on, do it, hurry up, do it kind of thing. So it sort of, it felt really sloppy, but there was so much action as well. I thought Belair as the captain was weird. Well, obviously not weird because she's the captain, but she was sort of a non-event in that match, I felt like. Yeah. She, she was very uh, – because I, I literally just re-watched it like before we jumped online. And and it, 
it, again, I my notes originally said that, and then I've said it again. It's just she was just nowhere to be seen. Um, you mentioned that the trash can, uh, the moon salt, that was brilliant as well. Um, and I thought it was good storytelling from the damage control side, though. You know, they had um, Bailey taking the pin. You know, she's already looks like she's on the outer. She eats the pin. Now it's all her fault that they lost. Yeah. But you also had Graves and Cole in commentary saying she's the MVP. You know, she saved her team so many times. And like you just mentioned, she, you know, she sacrificed herself. She took all of those finishes and took the pin. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic how they're going to go from there. Um, and overall, I gave it a two count. I gave it a two count as well. Like lots of action, great moves, good stories woven into it. And I guess a feel, feel good finish uh, for the crowd. Uh, we then get into the Intercontinental Championship match, Gunther and The Miz, a match where The Miz pulled everything out of his arsenal, including a figure four around the ring post, a low blow followed by a skull-crushing finale, even kinked out, kicked out of a Gunther powerbomb. Mm. Uh, but it was the ring general who was victorious yeah. after locking him in the Boston Crab. Benny, I gave this a two-and-a-half count. Wow, okay. Now, it was quietly my match of the night. Um if you can make me believe someone's going to pull off an upset, uh, I'm I'm all in. And they did that for me with Miz in this one. At the start, I was like, it's a write-off, whatever. Maybe he'll pull a half-decent match. But I believe that points that maybe the Miz is going to pull this out. And, uh, look, that's a great match in my book. Plus, look, Gunther doesn't really have bad matches, but he made Miz look like a million bucks, I thought. Yeah. Well, mate, it's like you've almost read my notes because I've literally written his surprisingly decent match. I gave it a two count as well. Those knee falls for me is, you know, like when he he went into the ring corner and like he hit his head and then held his like shoulders on the mat. I thought that was over. I yeah. thought he was going to steal it. I was like, wow, you know. And Miz was the face, but he was doing heel things, but still being the face, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and, and it was fun. And I thought it either had to be a squash or it had to be the match that it was. And it was the match that it was. So I give it a two count. Um, it it was yeah, it was a great match. Where do we go to with Gunther now? Uh, it's it's so hard because he's so dominant, and I think this whole Imperium clashing together that there's there's dissension amongst those two, um, and it's just sort of he's going to come down on them. Is he going to make them fight each other and then say who the winner gets an IC title shot or something like that? Yeah. Is that how he chooses who the best is? I don't know. Obviously, he had the match against Bronson the other week. Um, I'd love to see Bronson go against him again because that was a big yeah. match. So I don't know. That's where I'm at. I, I agree. I, th I think they need to run it back with Bronson. Yeah. I feel like they might be saving Gable uh, for for another shot at it. Mm. Um, and I, look, I was looking down the roster. I was like, who have we got? Braun Strowman is on the Raw roster and hasn't been seen for a while. That's two big men. It's two big meaty men. Does Does Jay Uso get a shot? Maybe he does. Actually, maybe that's not a bad spot for Jay. Like, because he's um, been up there and he's he's got the pop, he's got the crowd at the moment. So they yep. drop him back and, you know, I don't know, something like that. I mean, another idea might be Gunther just says, I'm going to vacate the title. I mean, he said I've outgrown this title already. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, you saw he was running down Ultimate Warrior, um, saying that he's just, just a showman, he's not a wrestler. You know, just running down all these other IC champs saying, look, I'm I'm a wrestler. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not an entertainer. I'm a wrestler. So um maybe, yeah, he, he just vacates the title at some point, says I've outgrown this. I'm ready for 
Depends which record he wants to break first before he does it. That's yeah. The, you know. <laughs> um, all right. There we have it. Uh, we then move on to Santos Escobar against Dragon Lee. Now, Escobar, uh, the best version of himself that we've seen in a little while, being dastardly, mm. trying to rip Dragon Lee's mask off. Uh, and despite a good showing from Lee, Santos hit south of the border destroyer, uh, which is a weird one for me. I'm just like, Canadian destroyer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then the Phantom Driver for the win. What would you think, Benny? Look, I gave it a one count. Um, it was it was just a real nothing match for me. Like the the athleticism and the wrestling in it was good, but obviously it was meant to be Ray. He took Ray out. It was meant to be Carlito. Carlito couldn't wrestle. Dragon Lee steps in. I feel like he could have almost just scrapped the match or put it on the pre-show. Yeah. Um, it just it didn't need to be there. It was, but again, great athleticism and the wrestling was great, but there was just no story to tell. Like Santos should have done like really, really, really heelish stuff to get the win, or or something like that. But it just didn't happen. There was no runnings. It was like it just it fell flat for me. So I, I gave it a one count. It's probably a half count personally. Yeah, look, I I agree. I gave it a one and a half. Look, I don't have enough good things to say about Santos as a heel. I love it. Yes. Lee is a great face, but there was just no build to it. Um, exactly. Yeah. He, and that really took away from it, especially like this pay-per-view was very heavily, you know, story-based for a lot of the matches. Um, and this, yeah, just it just didn't feel like it had a place in there. Um, yeah, as for what's next, you think it's Carlito and then Ray for, for Escobar, but um, rumours are he might get some backup pretty soon. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Um the, the Latin heartthrobs or what, yeah. what are they going by yeah. these days? Umberto Career and Angel Gaza. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're going as these days, but... Uh, uh, you knew who I meant straight away. So uh, I knew exactly who you meant. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, may, maybe that'll happen and they'll uh, reform Legado, uh, which will be cool. Uh, we then move on to the Women's World Championship match. Rhea Ripley, Zoe Stark. Zoe went toe-to-toe with Ripley for a lot of the match, but... Mommy ended up hitting the Riptide after avoiding a Z360 to get the win. Now, I actually gave this one a one count. Mm. Um, I They never had me believing Zoe had a chance. I don't think she was quite ready for that spot. Um, and look, they need to get Rhea some decent opponents and fast. Yeah, it's, it's sad because Rhea is so good and so dominant. And there's just, this title reign hasn't been fun. You know, there's too much stuff going on with the judgment day and there's just, then she comes in, she versus someone, she she beats them and then yeah. it's sort of, it's done. It's it's sort of fell flat as well. For, I gave it a one count as well. So it's it just, another no story to it, really, yeah. other than they all want Ripley's title. Yeah. Like Rhea, Rhea sold, you know, to Zoe at the beginning or whatever else and then she just sort of come back and then she just squashed her. But it, it was too long for a squash match, but too short to be anything else. Yeah. If that makes sense. So it just it was it was a real nothing match for me. Um, I wasn't happy with it, and I'm disappointed because I want Rhea to do so much better. Rhea, Rhea deserves better, um, and it looks like who who do you think she's going to get a better match out of next? It's probably going to be Baszler or Nia Jax. Ugh, like she'll probably get a better match out of Baszler, but I mean, put Natty back in there. Give Natty another go. <laughs> All right. But look, Becky's there on Raw too. You know, that's they got to lead up to to something there. Well, I'm thinking now. This is yeah, you know, thinking the long game for like who do you face her against at Mania? Uh, Becky. No, Rhea. Rhea. Well, I'd probably prefer Becky. Rhea and Becky at Mania. 
My my thoughts are the most money match would be Belair Rhea. Yeah, okay. Have her win the Rumble. Belair win the Rumble. Look at this Belair mark over here. You know, out of nowhere. Look, <laughs> I'm not saying I'll, I'm just trying to think of the best opponent for Rhea. And Charlotte's been done. I don't know if I'm not feeling the Becky because they can do that anytime. She's already on Raw. Um, yeah. Anyway, do we, that's just... do we, like obviously you mentioned before, you know, they teased the little Charlotte Becky uh, hug and stuff like that, but it still didn't seem really. So I felt like that was a bit of a tease, but I don't want Becky and Charlotte again either. You know what I mean? No. So I think, do we get Charlotte and Bianca at Mania? Do we somehow fix that into it? I don't know. I mean, that's that's a good way to go as well. Um, where does Jade Cargill fit in? Uh, Triple, well... H, Triple H says she's not quite ready yet. Apparently um, she didn't so, get trained properly or something. Yeah. Didn't he say? <laughs> yeah. That was an interesting, that was a bit of a stab at, at uh, people like Daniel Bryan. Didn't he train yeah. her? So, I don't know. I thought, I thought maybe she went to the nightmare factory or something, but I guess not. Um, but yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. We move on to the men's war game match. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso and Randy Orton against the judgment day and Drew McIntyre. Plenty of intrigue heading into this one. Randy still hadn't shown up when the match started, but a lot of cool moments. Cody and Seth using the bull whip together in a in a throwback yeah. to their uh their Hell in a Cell match. One had, night, one night. That's one what they night. Can say. We had Zane and Uso. They hit the one D together on McIntyre. When it was time for Orton to enter, Ripley came out with a briefcase ready for Priest to cash in uh, on Seth, who'd just taken a razor's edge through the table. But Orton <laughs> did end up showing up, ruining the moment. All five members hit an Orton signature DDT from the middle rope at. Pretty close to the exact same time. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Orton hit a huge RKO on JD McDonough, who had been sent flying off the top of the cage. He took that so well too. You watch him when he jumps, he just he flies off the top. It was brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. Uh and then Orton fed Rhodes Priest for a crossroads and Cody's team to get the win. What did you think, Benny? Look, I thought it was good. Um I thought it was good they started with Balor and Seth, you know, that that little They've got that feud and stuff like that. Um, they got their time. JD comes in to help his his best mate out. Um, and then it just sort of, it all went to the wayside, essentially. You know what, what War Games matches are like. They just go crazy. Everybody gets their spots in and it's just a bit of fun. Um, I, I have written down here, obviously, that when when Dom came out, he didn't get a 10 count countdown. He just got booze. <laughs> like it was so good. And then uh, and then Michael Cole pulls out the hole. This is the longest time Dom, Dom's been behind bars. I thought that was pretty good as well. That was that was a funny one. Um, and then you know they they did the cash in swerve RKO music hits and Randy comes out and that was like the epitome of a hot tag. Yeah, like he just comes in, hits all these spots. It was like you know what was it six minutes of him? Just yeah, going he crazy. didn't have to do too much. Just... Yeah, and he also teased you know the RKO with Jay, which was yeah that was a good little bit of storytelling as well. Um, I gave it a two and a two and a half count overall. Uh, Probably because of what happened after as well. It was probably a two yeah. and a quarter, and then I gave it an extra quarter for yeah. the the scene. Just just the match, I gave it a two. I thought there was cool stuff. Randy's return was great, obviously. Some ties where it felt maybe a tiny bit disjointed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, a fun match, a good match, but not a great match. Um, yeah, but very fair. enjoyable. And then obviously we have CM Punk. Celebrations in the ring are happening. His music hit. Crowd pops. Punk makes his way out. Seth fuming and yelling at him. What do we do with Punk, Benny? 
you've you've got to lean in steer straight into the Seth, don't you? Like, I think does he win the rumble though? I mean, I, mean, I, I think they've got to. It's got to be Seth and him at Mania, right? Yeah, you'd think so. Um, but my, I don't think. Yeah, go. My thoughts are: look, I I don't think I want to see Cody win the rumble again. No. Um. So my thoughts are that Punk wins the rumble, picks Seth, and then Cody's got to win over here in Chamber to get a shot at Roman. Okay. Okay, I don't mind it. Yeah, that's all that's right. That's where I'm going with it. I think I don't think we're going to see Punk in the ring though before Rumble. No, no, I don't think so either. That's, um, and that's well, still except that's, to do promos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, there'll be no match, yeah. or or he might be a tag partner that doesn't get a start or something like that. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. He has. He's just going to keep coming out though. Yeah, but we don't. You said a three year deal, but is it a you know, a four week in a pay-per-view deal or is it constantly? I think it's kind of one of those edge deals where he's, yeah. you know, he's not going to be there week in, week out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, apparently there's plans there for him and Roman, but down the track. Okay. Just a couple other things from the match. What happens if he got cash, the cash in went ahead? Now, if anybody from his team pinned Rollins, do they get the title? You know, it's it's one of those weird things, you know, because it's not really a one-on-one match. And it's no. It's, it so it's sort of that... that well, do, do they then create... Is it creating a match inside a match? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That was weird. Like, do, like the does, Matrix. The semi turn around and try and pin Seth because it's a free-for-all every man for yeah. himself. <laughs> war Games is all of a sudden for the title. <laughs> it really is War Games. <laughs> um, and then the other thing was I was surprised Priest ate the pin. That sort of made him look weak, I thought. Yeah, I thought JD was like for sure in that J- match just to eat the pin. JD or Dom, you know yeah. that makes sense. But if it, for Priest to eat the pin, that was a that was a weird one. Yeah, big yeah. A big one there for uh, for Randy and Cody. All right, that is it for Survivor Series. It is time for the three count draft. With CM Punk's return, we're going to draft the best CM Punk moments. Are you excited for this one, Benny? Mate, look, I'm not going to lie, I am not the biggest CM Punk fan. Uh, I wasn't watching wrestling for a lot of the time when Punk was around and doing his big stuff. So I did go down a bit of a rabbit hole. Uh, so I, I apologize to the fans. This is all going to be about Dylan. And uh, and he's <laughs> this is my dream in. draft, it ladies really and is. gentlemen. It really is. So um, I've, I've, I've looked up some stuff and I've, I remember a lot of this stuff as well. Um, and yeah, we'll just see how we go from there. All right. Well, I am drafting first, and yeah, of course you are. I feel like there's there's nothing else to pick here but the pipe bomb. Cross your legs, sit on the top of the ramp, mate, and have a rant. That's what I, it is. I feel like that almost changed wrestling. It, yeah. That uh, you know, I know it was a promo, um, but you know the the nod to the other you know other companies out there, the you know breaking the fourth wall, um, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it was just ahead of its time. Um, and really changed a lot in wrestling and obviously just made Punk this incredible star that we can't stop talking about. Well, you know, yeah. even, even when he hasn't wrestled for seven years and then he comes back and then he gets fired and then all we want to know is what is he doing now? That was the other thing I was going to say. When he came back out on Survivor Series, why did he look 10 years younger than what he did last time we seen him on AEW? <laughs> the man just looked jacked, fit, young. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, so. he just needed a couple of weeks off. 
All right. My first pick is something that you probably would have popped pretty hard for, I think, when uh, if you were a biggest fan as what you were, and it's going to be when he cashed in on Edge for his first world title. Ah, okay. I did pop. <laughs> Obviously, he cashed in the money in the bank and uh, after Batista took Edge out and, and won the title. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Cash in on Edge. That was not near the top of mine, but... Um, always good to see Punk with a title in his hand. Uh, now I'm going to put here uh, his return to AEW. So yeah. his return to professional wrestling. We never thought we'd see it happen. So his uh, AEW debut, yeah, yeah not his, the return. His yeah, his AEW debut <laughs> uh, when he when he first came back out. So yeah, something we never thought we'd see again. It had been seven long years, um, and you know. It's always a Chicago crowd, isn't it? Jeez, they go yeah. to Chicago a lot, all these companies. Um, but, yeah, so his return to AEW, it's up there for me. It was a, a feel-good moment. I think he felt it. Um, it was very emotional. It seemed a lot more emotional than his uh, his raw promo, um, which was okay. But, yeah, this was uh, next level. So his yeah, return to professional wrestling. All right, well, well I'm just going to counter that straight back with Survivor Series is pop. Yeah, I, I think you, you can't go past it. It's it's got the whole wrestling world talking. Um, he's now got the highest selling shirt in WWE within five days. Um, he's just taking over, and it's it's exactly what Triple H wanted. But that pop, another Chicago crowd, obviously the aftermath that's come of it, and it it made me pop. So I mean, and I don't like him. So it, it was it was pretty big. So by the time Raw had gone to air. The social video of him yeah. just returning had hit 71 million views. The most viewed ever something. The, the most viewed WWE piece of content in history. Yeah. Uh, so just crazy. Crazy. Just crazy. Uh, my next one, I'm going to take, now look, it's, it is a, actually, okay, no, I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm taking Ooh. Punk and Cena at Money in the Bank. Ah, uh, that was my uh, next pick. And <laughs> I'm glad I took it then. Uh Five-star match from Dave Meltzer. Uh, but just just the story around that Punk's contract was ending. Um, he was taking on Cena to try and win the title. You know, the story was that he was going to take the title and leave in Chicago. Um, oh, surprise, surprise. Yes, Money in the Bank 2011, Punk and Cena. Just an absolute masterclass of a match. It was the blowing the kiss to Vince as well and, like, leaving yeah. with the title. That was really good. The, the You know, the lead-up, the match... The aftermath, yeah, that's number three for me, Punk Cena. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, I'm going to go with, uh, literally, they were my top five that we've done so far. Um, all right, well, I'm going to go in with his second cash-in then, cash-in on Hardy. It sort of led to his heel turn, you know, like yeah. he, was, he was fighting with his demons and he didn't know what to do and it was, yeah, so it sort of led to his heel turn and went from there. And and Hardy was such a huge baby face at the time. Yeah. And just the the promos that once they got that feud going, just you know all the substance abuse stuff and yeah, they didn't yeah, hold back. Like it was it was absolute gold. Uh, all right, with my fourth pick, I'm taking another AEW moment, and that's the dog collar match against MJF yeah. uh, Revolution 2022. Uh, he came out to his old Ring of Honor theme entrance and, you know, had his old Ring of Honor gear on, but that was just a, a brutal match, but just such a good story, so well told. Um, 
by two guys. You know, I feel like that really showed that Punk was, you know, was back. back. Was back, yeah. like he's a top player in the game. Yeah. Um. So, Punk MJF at Revolution 2022. Like it, like it. Um. All right. Well, I'm sort of struggling here now, but I'm going to go. He was became the 21st victim of Taker at WrestleMania. That was going to be my next pick. Yeah. Uh, Punk he Taker. Played, he played mind games with Taker as well. You know, he had the urn. He was throwing the ashes and that kind of stuff. And um, he, he obviously didn't come up the winner, but, you know, it was sort of, there was a chance there that people thought he might have been the person to break the streak. And like well, you said before, when you believe that somebody might actually win it, it sort of becomes better. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, he had he had Heyman in his corner. He had the urn. He'd previously made comments about Paul Bearer, who'd just passed, passed away. Passed away, yeah. Um, so, you know, nothing was off limits. Uh, he got played to the ring by uh, Living Colour. They played uh, his theme song live. So that was, was a pretty good Mania match, Punk and Taker at Mania 29. That yeah. was going to be my next pick. Uh, where do I go from here? There is quite a few awesome matches. Um but I actually also kind of feel like he did some of his best stuff in AEW for that time he was there. Um, okay. Oh, I'm so torn here. Um, I'm going to throw his promo battle with MJF. Okay. Now, promos maybe get 10 minutes. This promo went for 20 minutes. Just MJF and Punk back and forth. Dynamite Thanksgiving, I believe, uh, was you know some classic lines there. Punk said uh, MJF's just a less famous Miz, um, <laughs> and the, the crowd started chanting Miz. MJF said, you know, you're just very robotic and ass kissing at the moment. You're PG Punk. You might as well be coming out and preaching hustle, loyalty, respect. Um, <laughs> it's just some absolute brilliant zingers in that one that's good um, and two of the best on the mic just going toe to toe back and forth uh yeah some absolute gold in that one and that was uh that was a good fun watch so that's what i'm going with my fifth best punk moment all right well my last one it's a bit of a, a novelty one really because i can take the take the piss now because it's the last one and it's cm punk so i don't really care if i win this one or not but I'm going to say him showing up on heels and his, uh, his little cameo and his little run on heels uh, season one and season two. What, what's he called on heels again? Like, I can't even remember, but it's so like weird. He's like this red dirty. Yeah. He's such a redneck and he puts people over and he, when he something comes, rat. He, yeah. And he like, he did the vomiting thing when he first yeah. came in and stuff like, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's a pretty good role <laughs> that he plays. So that's going to be my last pick guys. Okay. Punk on heels. Uh, did you have any uh, notable mentions? Oh, I think, you know, the, the whole straight edge society when they were shaving heads and stuff like that. Um, and then when he took over Nexus, that was sort of a bit of a big deal, you know, because yeah. obviously then the Shield and them sort of had that little thing. And also, I guess, like some of the matches that he had with Samoa Joe back in the day as well, there was, you could have got a, sort of picked a couple of those, but I just sort of, you know, I, you're the more punk person who knows the matches more than me, so... Well, I mean, I, I didn't know too much of that early punk, and you know? I went back and watched, you know, some of that Ring of Honor stuff that I could find. And, you know, you hear that this Punk Samoa Joe match in 2004 is like the best match ever. And uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the match in full, but, you know, I'll I'll believe them when they say it. I'll try and find it. But, look, there was some 
other good ones I had, you know, winning the AEW title against Page at double or nothing in 2022. Um, Chicago Street Fight against Jericho in 2012. Oh, yeah, that was all right. Um, yeah. That was good. Punk Lesnar at SummerSlam 2013. That was another great one. Um, he won the second AEW title against Moxley. I don't know if that was the best of matches, but um, you had him and Darby in his return. Uh, him and Daniel Bryan at Money in the Bank 2012, uh, where they were kind of fighting over the title and AJ, and AJ was the referee. Yeah. Um, and then they had another classic at Over the Limit 2012. Um, and they're just a, a sneaky uh, Punk and Joe actually at All In 2023 um, was was a pretty good match and obviously a giant crowd. Uh, but there we go. That is our CM Punk Best Moments draft. I have the pipe bomb, his return to pro wrestling with AEW, Punk and Cena at Money in the Bank 2011, uh, him and MJF in the dog collar match at Revolution 2022, and his promo battle with MJF at Dynamite Thanksgiving. Benny's got the cash-in on Edge, his return to WWE, the cash-in on Jeff Hardy, Punk and Taker at WrestleMania 29, and uh, his stint on the TV show, <laughs> Heels. Beautiful. Love it. Nice work. And that's it for our Survivor Series recap. We'll see you again in a few weeks as we look towards AEW World's End. We look at the road to the Royal Rumble as it heats up and as we look towards also Elimination Chamber in Perth. Yay. Uh, Benny, thank you for joining us. Pleasure as always, Dill. And we'll see you next time on the Three Count Podcast. <laughs>